Bits and Bricks. Welcome to Bits and Bricks, a podcast about all things LEGO games. I'm Ethan Vincent. And I'm Brian Crescenti. Together, we look back at the rich 25-year history of LEGO games, chat with early developers and seasoned studios who have all tackled the creation of video games for one of the most popular and respected toy companies in the world, the LEGO Group. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. (laughs) Why shouldn't it be going great? Yeah. Because it's not too often that a new Lego toy is used to debut a single. And in February, Llama released Shake, which features three-time Grammy winner Neo and Carmen DeLeon. And it was premiered on the new Lego video app. Shake it like that. Shake it like that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're forgetting the very best part, Ethan, and that is DJ Llama, uh-huh. who is uh, a llama-headed DJ who also happens to be a minifigure. So this is the first time a minifigure, I think, has ever hit the charts. Um, and he's he's a minifigure in the Lego video app. Yes. Uh, by the way, Llama is actually an acronym. It stands for Love, Laughter, and Music Always, something I think we need Aww. right now. Um, yes. So now if you download the app, you can not only listen to this great single, which I think you can also see the video and it's out there on a bunch of different platforms, musical platforms. Yeah, it is. But, but you can actually play around with it a bit using the video app. Um, the great thing about the video app is that it really allows you to play around with the music, with video creation, and also tinker with these cool little n- new minifigures that yeah. came with it. Um, by the way, did you get... Llama, when you got your your beatboxes from the Lego group, I, I didn't. I didn't either. Um, I just got the Candy Mermaid and the Hip Hop Robot. So those were the two that I received. Uh. Um, you know, but before we start talking about our fun little toys, let's dive into what video is exactly. Yes, that's a good idea. Uh, so video is the Lego group's latest exploration of augmented reality and fluid play. Um, and it lets you use a smartphone app and special Lego sets to create your own music videos. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it all traces back to two things that the Lego group has been exploring for years now. One of those things is fluid play. Uh, And the other is, of course, music. Uh, So fluid play comes from the Lego group's examination of how physical and digital play intersect and interact with one another. Uh, The Lego group's interest in that can be traced back to even before the Lego group's first video game, which was fun to build 25 years ago. So examples of fluid play that I think we've even talked about include things like the never-released Kid Pad and Life of George and Fusion and Hidden Side and even uh, Lego Super Mario. That's right. And, you know, we actually had an entire podcast talking about how that idea was explored and evolved over the past two and a half decades. And the Lego group also had, you know, long been interested in music as well. You know, the company uh, has released a number of music-infused sets for its Dacta educational toys. Uh, The original Lego Friends computer game was all about creating music. Uh, We did an episode on that as well. Right. Uh, Dance routines and even a light show for a band. And, of course, not to forget... Lego Rock Band, which, of course, embraces music. But the Lego group took that interest in the impact of music to the next level, and and they did that by, you know, developing and working closely and partnering with Universal Music Group to create this, this app called Video. 
Yeah, so a video basically what it does is it uses the camera on your smartphone to unlock special minifigure bandmates and audio and visual special effects. Uh, then what you do is you choose a song from a library of uh, Universal Music Group uh, music, and you then get to watch your digital band perform live right in front of you. So like I've done this right on my desktop, my, my physical desktop, not my computer desktop. Yeah. Um, and as you're watching it perform, uh, I watch this little band, sort of these minifigures dancing around and performing. You get to control what they do and, and how everything looks. And you can even tinker a little bit with the music. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. And video launched on March 1st. And we had a chance to speak with the Lego Group's chief product and marketing officer, Julia Golden about the ideas behind video and how it fits into the bigger picture of LEGO theme sets and video games. So, yeah, Julia, do you think when you look at video, do you feel that it is more physical or digital? Like, how do you think it's appealing to these sort of, these children who have become so digital native? I think it's a very good question. And I think that we will see from kids how they choose to engage. I think it really depends on the child. I'm sure that there are some kids that will spend a lot of time figuring out how to actually create the, the perfect video. And they will be fiddling around with different beat beats and trying different tiles and doing a lot of that. And I'm sure there will be other kids that will actually really enjoy not just creating their own videos, but also watching videos from others and engaging in a more digital space. It really depends on the child. But what I can say is that this is really an experience that gives a lot of opportunity for different types of kids and different types of interests to be fulfilled. And I also feel that there's going to be an opportunity for more building in the future. There is more interesting stuff that's coming. But at the core of it, I think the experience is going to be exactly kind of what we are describing, which is, you know, really, really fluid. I played with it myself and I kept going back and forth and trying different tiles and figuring out all the special effects I wanted to have. So I imagine that kids will do the same. Yeah, it'd be cool to see what kids come up with. Um, but do you think this is the sort of thing that uh, the Lego group will will continue to pursue? You know, this idea of, of creating more uh, musical apps or, you know, more physical creations that lean into the musical side of things? I think music is a massive passion point and it's a very immersive space. And it's something that I can't imagine people of all ages and interests not having music as a passion and having their own way of engaging with music. And I'm sure that there will be multiple opportunities for the Lego building and the Lego play to be connected into music. So I definitely see it as a, as a massive passion point, very immersive, very broad, uh, engaging many different people in different ways. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of opportunities. And this is a very interesting experience in particular because it also provides kids with an opportunity to express themselves and to do it in a safe digital space and to connect with others in a safe digital space. So I think that will also be an area that will provide a lot of opportunity for future exploration and growth. We stay very focused on children and how they engage. We're really looking forward to seeing, you know, what they will uh, do with this experience that we're launching. We have a lot of really exciting plans for the future, but we will be also looking and listening and understanding how kids engage to see how we can build on that. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating, this idea of sort of blurring the lines between the physical and digital. And I know the Lego group has a quite a long history, Hidden Side and Lego Super Mario. And then, of course, there was 
Life of George and Dimensions. Um, How do you think in developing this game or talking about the video, did they go back and look at some of those older experiences to sort of uh, incorporate lessons learned? Well, absolutely. I mean, I I think one of the key things that is very important for any kind of innovation is to be able to to learn (laughs) from the lessons of the past. So for sure, you know, there was a lot of looking back, but there was also looking forward and also some experimentation along the way. You know, this was really developed as a proper digital experience, but we learned a lot about how kids engage with augmented reality. We learned a lot how they engage with the sort of fluid play experiences. And that, of course, contributed significantly to how we have developed this particular experience, which I would expect to be even more seamless and engaging and immersive than what we had been able to do previously. With each experience, we tried to up the game. So I know that uh, obviously the Lego group is very focused, um, while they're incredibly fun to play with the Lego theme sets and the Lego bricks, the company's very focused on helping with uh, uh, developmental skills in children. Um, In terms of this application, in, in terms of video, how do you think it will help children develop and build 21st century skills like uh, creative problem solving and critical thinking? And and also, why do you think that's important? Well, firstly, I think that 21st century skills, you know, like collaboration and creative resilience and creative problem solving and critical thinking, these kinds of skills, they, they've already been very much essential to drive the progress and innovation and and live in today's world. And I think that will only accelerate and become more important. There's been many famous um, articles and people that have spoken about the fact that the illiterate of the 21st century will will not be, you know, the people who cannot read or write, but people who cannot learn, relearn, unlearn. And that's the whole process of continuous uh, learning, continuous iteration, trying things, uh, you know, learning from that, doing it again, doing it better, doing it different. That's what drives progress. And, you know, we know 60% of kids will have jobs that don't exist today. So it's just, you know, we need to prepare them with the skills that will give them an opportunity to succeed in whatever world we're going to be living in 10, 20, 30 years from now. If I go back to this experience, this is exactly the kind of experience that, you know, we're giving them some starting points but it's up to them to design and create what they want to design and create. And I'm sure that they will learn. You know, the first time they do a music video, they will look at it, they will look at the special effects and then they will start thinking about trying something. They'll try something, they might not like it, it might not work exactly the way that they have planned on it. They might need to go back and rebuild some things. And every time that you build with the Lego bricks, you undoubtedly come into some mistakes, you have to troubleshoot. And the same thing happens when you create a digital product. So. I think this is a perfect way for them to have a lot of fun, but at the same time experience what it's like to actually go through that process of learning, unlearning, relearning, trying new things, thinking about things differently, maybe speaking or talking, you know, working with somebody else, learning from somebody else and trying to replicate. There's many different things involved in this experience that will undoubtedly really help them to develop. What we're doing with this experience is that all of this development will happen, but while they're having great fun and while they're really immersed and loving what they're doing, even if some of it is going to be about trying new things and not being super satisfied with the result and wanting to do things differently. And I'm certainly very excited about this innovation and really I'm looking forward to see what kids create. 
I love hearing Julia talk about the impact the Lego Group Hopes video has on developmental skills in, in children. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 super easy to forget that behind all of this fun and joy, you know, there are really some important things going on. Uh, speaking of fun and joy, Brian, what did you name your video band? I know you're dying to tell me. Yes, I know. I, I sort of won't shut up about it. Uh, so when you start playing video, you get to name your band by using a bunch of randomized words. And yes. personally, I think I hit the jackpot with Crave the Kangaroo. Ooh, yes, very nice. <laughs> Now, mine is kind of a boring name. Not that exciting, Brian. It's called Artistic Club. It's classy, though. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's classy. And I guess we're very artistic, so that's good. But before we get into the details of the app and, and kind of the fun with, with the, you know, creating your music video, uh, talk to me a little bit about beatboxes, right? Uh, basically, you can pick up these little kits that come with the musician minifigure, an assortment of effects called Beat Bits, and the little stage that holds everything. Uh, once you put it together, it sort of looks like your minifigure is standing in front of a wall with album covers on it. It's kind of a cool vinyl retro look, I think, too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I have two. I think you and I share one. Um, yeah. The hip-hop robot who has a, his his head is sort of a, he has like a visor on that shows yeah. the levels of his his music that's probably yeah. playing. He kind of looks a little cyborgish, you know, but he's got like this microphone extension coming off of his neck and this like, I don't know, this half Daft Punk kind of, yeah. you know, helmet going on. It's, it's, uh, it's meant to be funky and cool, right? A moment of silence for Daft Punk though, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could cry, but please. Yeah, so speaking of, I guess, a little bit of uh, what they call E.T. DM, uh, the other character I have is Alien DJ, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of like this neon blue, uh, he has this spiky hair and no face, really. It looks like he's wearing a helmet, uh, a la Daft Punk, and... Um, yes. You know, like you said, they come with these. These, it's actually they come in little boxes. I'm holding yeah. one right now. You can you can hear things clunking around. I but- can clearly hear it now, Brian. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what what that is is those are the the little uh, beat bits. Yes, which are these little again? They look like little record album covers, mm-hmm. and you you put them, you attach them on the back of the sort of these two wings, these two walls that are on either side and behind your character. Yeah, and when you scan your character in with the app. It both recognizes your minifigure, but it also recognizes those beat bits. And and those beat bits are the things that you're using, you're sort of tapping on while the music's playing to have a direct impact on the music video you're creating. Um, and so you, you want to like swap those out and, and switch them up so that you can kind of have a lot of fun with them. Yeah, it's basically Lego tiles and it kind of reminds me of what, you know, the the behavior tiles did in, you know, the we do programming language. We can, we're kind of geeking out here about Lego Universe, which we recently talked about. But they also had these behaviors you could throw on, you know, these Lego creations. And um, that's kind of the same concept a little bit is you you click on, you know, you put up your tiles, the the beat bits you want to use, and then in the app, you can actually click on them and they create a certain movement or a certain performance or a certain behavior. It's, it's, it's pretty cool how that works. Lego Video is powered by physical Lego tiles called Beat Bits. Beat Bits unlock powerful special effects, adding sounds, props, dance moves, and wild video effects while you record. It's worth mentioning what some of these effects do, like you click on one, it turns, uh, you, you you can have up to three major band members, but then you can also have like a backup band. 
Um, and so you you sort of focus on which band member you want to c- control. Uh, and some of these effects affect just that one band member. Some of them will affect everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it'll do things like turn them into a chicken or at least into a person wearing a chicken suit. Uh, or wrap them in, you know, so they look like a mummy, or maybe a tornado will go through. Uh, and remember, all this is happening in the real world when you're looking through your screen. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of cool is you could do different sizes. So you can do sort of a minifigure size. So it's mm-hmm. like literally playing, you know, on on whatever table that you happen to be sitting in front of. Or you could do something that's like person size, or you could do this giant size. Yeah. Um, so like you can go out to your backyard. And, and like have these giant minifigures uh, dancing around. Yeah, talk about scale. Pretty interesting. We're like, yeah, wait, cool. what's going on? Yeah, and, and, and I think the end goal is essentially you're creating a music video. Like that's yeah. really what this is about. And so, yeah, when you click on the music video thing, um, you can hear basically your performance. Whoa, whoa, here it's going. So this is the music video I created and obviously you can't see it, but um, basically the minifigures, they dance and with every tile you press... The music is kind of altered and it's kind of run through these filters. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, you can be like a mummy and it like levitates and you can throw like tomatoes at them. Uh, <laughs> it's very interactive and uh, lots of things are happening. So uh, I see this as kind of a, a fun, fun interactive thing. And of course, when it goes into the the hip-hop robot beatboxing mode yeah, it's of very cool. breakdance. It's very cool. And, and like a huge library totally. that is, is like really good music. Totally. It's, it's basically what's in the charts right now, which is kind of fascinating to think about just the task of getting all that music to work on your app and to be able to use it with the Lego brand. Uh, pretty fascinating that they got this app to be what it is. Again, another testament of how strong the Lego brand is and be able to lure these, these great artists and, you know, this great label to collaborate with them, you know? Totally. So we talked to Julia Golden, and uh, she, of course, gave us the big picture behind a video and how it fits into the Lego Group's desire to help fuel creativity. But we also spoke with William Thurgood, who is the vice president and executive producer of Lego Video, about how the game was created and basically how it started with this kind of early exploration of the music opportunity space. And it began what I believe, Brian, is like three and a half years ago. Yeah. And so he, um, you know, talks to us about video, its creation, and, and what the future holds. So let's listen to that conversation. So where did the idea for video first come from? Was this something that was inspired by some of the earlier work uh, that the Lego group has done on interactive toys and music? The idea for Lego Video came really through quite a long exploration of opportunities around how we can bring two creative systems together. So on on the one hand, we have a, a creative system in play in the Lego brick. Every brick that's ever been made can be combined together in a new way to create anything you can imagine. And on the other side, you have the system of music, which is ultimately a, a number of notes, tones, effects that you can blend in an infinite number of ways to create all music. Um, so there's a lot of similarities between these two creative systems. And we we were pretty convinced there must be a way to bring them together. Uh, and I think you know, we started off really exploring music uh, and how we could bring Lego play and music together uh, in a very, very broad opportunity space exploration, trying to understand you know, how big these two systems were uh, and really what those opportunities could be. 
and it actually took quite a while before we we ended up with the the idea that eventually became Lego Video. Now on the uh, on the Lego Group side, there are um, obviously a lot of augmented reality experiences out there that the Lego Group has either released or experimented with. So you have things like um, Life of George and um, some of the other titles. I- I'm curious how you looked at those experiences when you were messing around with the AR, in particular Hidden Side, which uh, is obviously an active product. Uh, how did, you, did those sort of things influence the design of video? I mean, they obviously, from a technology point of view and a development point of view, had a huge influence. But I think it, it, we should probably just sort of take a step back and, and really think about video as a, as a music video maker was, was a concept based around the play experience more than the technology. Um, and actually, what we what we discovered was to bring this experience to life. What we needed to do was take from these these experiences that you already mentioned, these augmented reality play experiences like Life of George, like Hidden Side, that we'd been experimenting with. And so we we'd got this technology to a level where actually it could be brought into this great play experience that, that had been uh, conceived by by the team. And I think that was that was hugely valuable for us because I think if we if we hadn't had those sort of forefathers, if you like, of augmented reality within within the company. It would have been much harder to realize this vision of minifigures coming to life in in your world and you interacting with them to make really appealing music videos in this really fun, playful way. Um, because it absolutely relies on the technology, but it, the technology wasn't the starting point in itself. So you, it's interesting. There's obviously there's so many things that the Lego Group could have done. Why did you all settle on a music video creator specifically? It, it was a, a sort of a, a long explorative process around where we could go within the music space. And ultimately, it came down to one one Monday morning, uh, one of the team had he had an idea over the weekend, and he just we sat down and had a coffee, and he pitched this idea of, wouldn't it be great if you could bring your minifigures to life? In augmented reality, in your room, as as a band, so you it was taking the idea of creating a band and making music videos with these uh, these unique characters. That was the kind of core of the idea, and, and it just it, it felt right from that first pitch. Uh, and he he actually has one you know a one page pitch, um, and it's very similar to to where we've ended up. Um, it's really really similar uh, as a concept. Because the core of the idea just felt right. Um, it, it, of all of the things we're exploring, it it tied everything together in in exactly the way we were looking for. Um, and it had the that magical element of never seeing anything like this before. Um, I think you know every time you show this experience to a child, this is the first time they've ever seen a, a, a Lego minifigure. It's, it's plastic and it's in front of them, and then five seconds later. It's their size in their house. You know, it's, it's a really magical moment seeing seeing these characters yeah. come to life um, as you know, real, moving, dancing, performing characters that you get to interact with and control uh, and dance alongside uh, and inter- interact with in, in ways that you know, have, have not been possible before. So I think that, you know, that, that part of the experience felt really magical um, and really new. And, and it, it was from that from that point on that was clear that that was the core of the experience and how we we kind of took that exploration to to where we could go from that core. So, how long was the sort of development, the the active development of this game? How long did that take? And were there any particular challenges you faced in in trying to bring this idea to life? Yeah, so we'd been exploring the the music opportunity space for 
for, for I guess we started that maybe about three and a half years ago. Um, but the first sort of meeting that we ha- had between the Lego Group and Universal Music Group was in in 2018 at Abbey Road Studios. Um, so that was kind of where we had the core of this idea and we knew that we would have to find a, uh, a music industry partner to bring this to life and start to start to explore the, this, this concept together with. Um, so that was 2018. Abbey Road Studios, obviously the sort of iconic location to to kick the project off. Um, And it's been a a really exciting journey um, from that point to to get to where we are today. Um, Hugely challenging. Uh, There's a lot of things we're doing that we've never tried before as a company. And a lot of things you you can imagine from a technology point of view that we're trying to combine together, um, which is is technically quite demanding um, on on the devices that we're, we're running on. Um, and obviously, you know, we've got a incredible work done by our, our technical teams um, to to bring this to life. Yeah, William, uh, I was going to ask you. So, so were there any particular things that you ended up having to cut, either for time or size or, or any other reasons uh, that you can talk about? There are plenty of things that we've we've cut out, but uh, I can't go into too much detail because we've cut them out for launch. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there are obviously. Certain things that that we we have in in the backlog in the roadmap for where this can go into the future um, that we originally would have would have liked to include at a launch phase, but uh, for various technical reasons, um, then then we we haven't solved all of those challenges yet. But I think you know what what you'll see is we've built a, a platform based on this core idea of music video making that we feel has got plenty of space to expand over time. As we see what our users uh, are doing, I think yeah this this is now a really exciting phase. Because we have this great music video making platform within Lego Video, and we have a feeling of what people are going to do with that, but we don't actually know. No, we're now we're now passing it into the hand of uh, kids all over the world to see what they will do with it, uh, and we're already seeing things that we didn't expect and really creative um, video content being produced that um, yeah we we hadn't we hadn't dreamed of. Um, so actually, seeing where where users are going to take this over the over the coming months and years is extremely exciting for us. Uh, and obviously, we need to make sure we can we can follow um, follow along with them, follow what they need, follow what they're missing, uh, make sure we're we're adding features and, and um, adding the functionality that that they're expecting. So, do you? I know that there is a lot of work that has been put into this notion of fluid play, the idea of sort of being able to effortlessly shift between the physical and the digital. Um, how do you think that this particular app is going to play into that? Do you think it's it's sort of pushing that envelope forward? I do think it is. Uh, I mean, I th- the idea behind video really is to have this perfect blend of these two worlds. You, know, you have the magic of the physical coming to life in the digital world. Um, but the augmented reality layer means that the digital layer is on top of your real physical world as well. So you have that that really nice blend, um, as you said, that, that fluid play that, that we talk about quite a lot at the company. The other thing we saw that's really interesting is obviously the the beat bit tiles that you use to control and interact with the, the music video. We initially thought that those could probably just be a digital component. It's digital buttons on the screen once you scan them in. And it really lost a lot of a lot of value if we did that. Um, for the kids we've been speaking to, the, the physicality of the beat bit tiles is really important um, for a few reasons. One is, is because you have this sort of physical collection. Now, for, for me and I guess you guys as well, that physical music collection is 
is not new. Um, you know, whether it's CDs, cassette tapes, vinyl, yeah, we, we had physical collections of music. That's a real novelty for, for children. And these sort of beat bit tiles are a bit like that vinyl collection. Um, so actually you can see in the, in the back of the beat boxes, there's a, a rack to store your, your collection of beat bits in. And it's just like rifling through a drawer of old vinyl records. And it, it kind of brings back some, some quite nostalgic memories, uh, for those of us old enough to, to have done that before. Yeah. Um, but for kids, this is really new and it's really exciting. And it suddenly adds a lot of value, um, to these, to these tiles. You can also kind of more easily show them off. They have a lot of um, schoolyard credibility. I guess you, you've got this, this value of these these physical tiles that you can you can show off and you can trade with your friends if you get if you get duplicates. Um, and you've also got the the physical building element on the back of the um, the beatboxes as well. So on the on the back plate, there's a, a space for personalization and decoration, and that's you know, for the kids that are, that we've been talking to throughout the development phase. That's really important because it's it's a place to you know physically express yourself creatively on the boxes uh, on the on the beat boxes that you're able to do in the in the digital world throughout the music video creation in the app experience um but obviously you know you're not allowed to be on the screen time you know you're not allowed screen time all the time as a child you might not be allowed to have your phone uh, at your friend's house or at school but you can always take the physical product as well so you can show off your creativity in that way um so we have this real blend of creative expression both through a really simple physical building experience right the way through to music video creation and kind of everything in between. So why a party llama? <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a, a really clever answer to this question, but we just fell in love with him, to be honest. Um, he was one of the one of the uh, enormous range of concept characters that uh, we, we were working on. And everybody just fell in love with this llama guy. He was just fun and... Just crazy and lighthearted, yeah. and had I think you know yeah. it was it was in the middle of winter as well, so you know he had this kind of tropical summery vibe, and I don't know I think uh, I think it, he feels like the sort of character that the world needs right now, um, just That's something cool. lighthearted and fun and uh, and summery, uh, and I think you know w- within the team um, there was a, a you know a huge amount of, of love for this character, but also every time we showed it to to kids. He, he pops up. He pops up as this kind of fun character, and yeah, everyone just sort of smiles. Uh, and I think you know that, that's that's what we want. We want so, someone that that people just smile at and think is kind of funny and and charming at the same time. So I I know that there's obviously there's got to be a ton of hoops that have to be jumped through in terms of licensing for all this music. Um, how hard was it to get the, not just the rights to the music, but get the rights to sort of do things with the music, like introduce sounds on top of that music. Was that was that a, a, a tough hurdle to clear? I mean, this is absolutely why we needed a partner like Universal Music Group. Um, this is all the work that they've been doing together with us, together with artists, together with publishers, um, in order to clear all those rights. Um, so we, we've worked very, very closely with them and their legal teams to make sure that we we have access to to these tracks. And, and that's why we've had, a, this is a, a true partnership. Um, yeah, we, we've been working on on developing this together, them from the music industry side, uh, to to deal with all of the the complexities that you can imagine exist around uh, licensing certain tracks um, for the experience, uh, and obviously us from the the toy development side. Obviously, a big part of of any app really nowadays is the ability to share and social channels. 
Um, I believe right now it looks like all that sharing is happening internally. Are there any thoughts or what are your thoughts about potentially allowing these videos to be shared to other platforms like TikTok or Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, I think it's a really important question because at the heart of everything we do as the Lego group is safety. Now, it's always been that way with, with physical product and it will remain that way as we move into a digital world. And that's, that's absolutely key for us. Um, when, we're, when we're trying to build an app like Lego Video and trying to build in a, a social experience in there, we absolutely have to make sure that's a safe experience. Um, so yes, you can, after you've created your videos, you do have the ability to share them within, within the feed. However, to do that, they all have to go through a moderation process. Um, so we absolutely want to make sure that there's nothing in there that's you know, either harmful for children or uh, not not appropriate, or that children have accidentally shared something they, they shouldn't. So there'll be no um, personally identifiable information in the right, app right. at all. Um, you know, if there's any faces or anything like that, it won't pass through moderation. Um, you can comment on videos, but only in emoji form, which sounds sounds really childish. Um, it turns out it's really fun. <laughs> it's actually yeah. it's a really great way just to, to add comments on videos. Um, right, yeah. It's actually pretty amusing, um, and and you can tag, but you can only tag with sort of predefined um, hashtags as well. Um, right, so right. It's, it, it is very very highly curated and moderated because we absolutely have to make sure it's a safe space for, for children. Uh, and I think that, you know, the safety goes in, in terms of um, you know what children want. You know, uh, when we speak to to kids in this sort of seven, eight, nine, ten year old age bracket, they're very aware that there are some pretty questionable, dark places on the internet, and and there's some things that they should be worried about and things that they should be concerned about when they are online, and they really appreciate that there's a place they can just not worry about. It. You know, everything's safe here. This is this is good. Likewise, parents, um, you know, they're really looking for safe spaces for for children online. Um, so this is a great first step for them to have that safe experience um, within within this closed ecosystem. So yeah, you've you've indicated that um, you know this is going to be something that evolves. Um, you know, are there any plans that you can talk about? You know, anything seasonal or anything that's going to happen? Uh, new sets that they will come with. Like, what will be kind of the general approach, or or will you be using the long tail of the app of this game? Yeah, I mean, I can't talk specifics. Uh, <laughs> of course, I don't want to give too much away uh, at this stage. But we'll we will have a, um, a, a, as you can imagine, fairly regular updates within the app itself. Um, so there'll be new music, new uh, characters and accessories um, in, the, in the store. Uh, and as we go through the sort of the year cycle, there'll be new products appearing uh, later in the year as well. Um, so we, we'll have sort of uh, digital updates more regularly and then a, an update on or a refresh on the physical portfolio um, less frequently. Um, but uh, but as you as you can probably expect from uh, from a Lego product offer, there will be new physical products as well. Um, later in the year, and then obviously as we're going through the app updates, we'll try to be understanding exactly what the creators within the app are, are doing. Are there certain features that they they really want to see? Um, are there things that we can we can improve on? Are there functionalities that are missing? So all of those things we, we're going to be looking at together with the uh, together with the community to try and understand how we can we can continuously make the digital experience better for them. 
So is this, I, I, I know when you first announced that uh, you were partnering up, the Lego Group was partnering up with Universal Music Group, there was a lot of excitement. I'm curious, is this the sole product of that or will there be other things that over, over time that you'll be doing together? So this is the, this is the first, um, the first collaborat- collaboration or first output of the collaboration and partnership that we have with the Universal Music Group. Um, as, as we announced, uh, I guess it was last April, we announced the partnership. Um, we're, we're looking at opportunities for the future together. Um, so th- uh, this is all we have in the pipe for now uh, and all I can talk about for now, but uh, I, I certainly won't rule out anything um, for the future. I think we have uh, a lot of very common ground uh, as companies and we have a lot of exciting opportunities uh, that we're, we're looking into. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I can't go into too many details with any of these uh, future plans just yet. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Will, for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking about this. Well, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've, in, I've enjoyed uh, talking a little bit about LEGO Video. and uh, Can't wait to see what everyone, uh, everyone thinks of it in the future. Thanks, Will. Thanks. Okay, quick sidebar here before we get back to the podcast. Um, you can hear more about LEGO Video and some of the other great stories surrounding the genesis and philosophy of creating this brand new LEGO toy in the newly launched podcast series, Our LEGO Stories. Hosted by LEGO team members Julie Foster and Lauren Schuster, the first episode titled Masters of Reinvention features three guests who help bring video to life and their insights and stories surrounding that experience. Take a listen. And now, back to the wrap-up. Brian, that was a cool conversation. Yeah. Uh, William's, William's a fun guy. And just to hear the the joy that exists for this product and kind of the the love and care that was put into it is, is pretty fascinating. Um, I think about this toy in, in these times as a real kind of gift to some parents too. Um, yeah. Especially in this time where kids are so attached to their devices and, you know, this is just how it is right now. And give them something that can, you know, help them go outside and be creative, but also still have their music and still, you know, have fun and also kind of be social and share it and do different things. I think this is a really cool moment that the LEGO group chose to to come out with this and to be a little bit more playful with their brand in a fluid play kind of setting where I think more than you can imagine, parents are going to be very happy about this this coming out when it did, you know? Yeah, no, I think you're right. And um, uh, the the fluid play aspect, I'm always fascinated with how the Lego group keeps pushing on that. You know, Hidden Side was very cool with its ability to sort of hunt for ghosts in your Lego theme sets and a uh, huge fan of Lego Super Mario. Um, and I think this is another neat idea. What I'm actually really anticipating is where this goes. So this is sort of, mm-hmm. in my mind, this is like the jumping off point. And so, you know, Will wouldn't commit to to what they're going to do in the future. But, you know, I asked him about this idea of doing things like mashups, which, boy, if they could get the permission from the label to do that and allow you to sort of you know, mash songs together while creating yeah. a music video. That would be so cool. Um, yeah. I, I'd love to see that. Um, the other thing I'm really looking forward to is what else the Lego group does in the music space. You know, it's clear that video is not the end point. It's a starting point. So I'm really looking forward to their partnership uh, with Universal Music Group and, and where that leads everybody.
Bits and Bricks is made possible by LEGO Games. Our producer is Ronnie Scher. Your hosts are Brian Crescente and Ethan Vincent. Episode producing and editing by Ethan Vincent. Writing by Brian Crescente. Mixing and sound design by Dan Carlisle. Music from the video app featuring the song Shake by Lama, Neo, and Carmen de Leon. Additional music by Peter Primer and Henrik Lindstrand from the award-winning game Lego Builder's Journey, which you can play on Apple Arcade today. We'd like to thank our participants, Julia Golden and William Thurgood. We'd also like to acknowledge the entire LEGO Games team. For questions and comments, write us at bitsandbricks at lego.com. And as always, stay tuned for more episodes of Bits and Bricks.